Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. In this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and the life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Well, I am excited today. I, our next guest today is uh, Lucas Hurl. He is from Oskaloosa, Iowa. Uh, he is a paid regular at the Comedy Store. Uh, he is a video game voiceover Producer. Producer. That's a big word. I couldn't read my own writing. Um, he's a Yelp reviewer. That's that's important. We need that. And uh, for some reason, in this last few weeks, I've been wondering everybody's favorite color. And Lucas says that it's blue and that it will never change. Ever. Ever. Welcome, Lucas. Good to be here, Bob. Thanks it's, for having me. It's good to be here. Now, why did you pick blue? It's always Just, been my favorite color. Really? Yeah. I, who changes their favorite color? That's weird to me. So, well, I go back and forth. I like you green. Do? And then I like orange because I'm from Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while I like gray because it's, you know, neutral. <laughs> I've, you're the only friend I've ever had gray have be their favorite color. Well, sort of Fifty Shades of Gray, right? There can be some yeah. fun in there. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. <laughs> so, so you, so let me, so I'm. Ha it's so you're a paid regular. Yep. Here at the comedy store, and. Um, I'm curious, what was that like when you found out you were a paid regular, and how long were you doing comedy before you became a paid regular? Adam called me Tuesday morning at 11.34 a.m. to tell me I was a paid regular. <laughs> I remember sitting at my desk and seeing his name come up on my phone and answering it, not knowing that I'd been passed. Because right. we all showcased the night before, and it's about 20 of us. And, you know, Adam could have just been making a courtesy call to me. Right, because I'd been there long enough, and I'd been I'd started comedy at the Comedy Store eight years ago. Okay, and he he kind of led the conversation with you know this this and this, kind of making me think I wasn't passed. And he said, "Yeah, you're passed." <laughs> I cried. I didn't even bother to ask who else got passed with me. Yeah, I just cried and thanked him and hung up and took it all in because I started here, and for eight years. Most of it wasn't good. Right. <laughs> Most of it. I don't get guys that quit, you know, in the end, you know, near after the hard part, because the hard part's the first four years. After yeah. that, you're good. Yeah. And how how hard were some of those years? Oh, they're terrible. Yeah? Yeah. And, well, what kept you going, though, if it was really hard and it was really terrible? Like, what was your driving motivation? I started. You know, I started and I made a decision. I was the first person in my family to leave Iowa. Okay. So I wasn't going to go back. Yeah. And I, I worked, you know, not only had I performed here, I'd worked here. So I was here five nights a week. Started right. as a lot guy, became a bartender. I'm around it. Right. You know, I can't escape this life. It's who I am. Did you call your parents mm -hmm. and let them know that same day or did it take a couple days to... You know, I think the internet let him know, but yeah, I, I called him at least the day of, yeah. Okay. Were your parents super excited that you wanted to go off to L.A. and become a comic? They're they're supportive of everything. Yeah? I've always, I've supported myself too. Mm -hmm. As long as I can, you know, not ask them for money, mm -hmm. I'm doing well. Okay, that's cool. You know? <laughs> and so what did your parents do? My dad is a family practice doctor okay. in a small town, mm -hmm. Oskaloosa, Iowa, where I'm from. And then my mom, she was a teacher when I was a kid. She taught special ed. 
So I always helped the Special Olympics growing up, and okay, you know, then as but when I was a kid, she got her master's degree, and then you know she's is my mom's sixty five. She got her doctorate about a decade ago. Okay, and then she became a superintendent in Connecticut now. Oh, sweet! Yeah, sweet, sweet. And um, when you were growing up, and your so your grandfather, if I'm not mistaken, was a farmer. Mm-hmm. And both of them were. Both of them. In yeah. Iowa as yeah. well? Yeah. Okay. And how is that? So you're sort of a farm family, but also a professional family. Right. Because you got the education part. Yes. The, lo- the doctor part. Yes. I thank God my parents wanted out of the farm life. <laughs> you know, they had they had to go through all the crap. So growing up, like, I didn't get a good allowance. I got $3 a month when I was, you know, six years old. That's pretty good. Three bucks a month, you think? Did you get to keep it? Yeah, but I had to had to like save it and spend it on Christmas presents for my siblings. You oh, know, that's yeah, like, that's not like our parents didn't give us money to buy our siblings presents. You know, wow. you, you've heard of parents that do that, right? Yeah, I've heard of parents that like give money to their kids and let them have it. See, I got an allowance mm-hmm. and then it disappeared. <laughs> Oh, really? My parents borrowed my allowance a lot. Oh, really? That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I think they still owe me. But, uh, yeah, so, no, we, yeah, I had to pay with my own money, too. Yeah, so my parents always wanted to instill that farmer work ethic in us, but we didn't grow up on a farm. Okay. So they would just, like, make up chores for us to do. Yeah. Just to keep us busy and... Feed the plastic cow or yeah, something. You're right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Milk the dog. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that gets a little weird um, if people record it. But um, that's well. See, I grew up in a farm. I grew up in a small town in Tennessee. So how I worked, many people? Um, there was about thirty five thousand when I was growing up. Okay, and I worked on a tobacco farm in high school and stuff. So really, yeah, big tobacco farmer. Loved it. Did you smoke? No. Okay. No, in fact, actually, my friends and I didn't smoke. So when we'd pull the tobacco down to put it up in the barn for smoking. You know, to to dry out. Yeah, um, we would urinate on the uh, plants because <laughs> we were like, somebody's going to smoke this. That's, that's wow. So if you're smoking a cigarette and it came from Clarksville, Tennessee, I yeah probably well, peed on it. <laughs> and you probably supplied all the all the brands, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because the South's the big tobacco place. Yeah, Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah, that's funny. So and so okay. So your parents. So growing up. Your dad was a doctor. Your mom's a teacher. Um, what what money beliefs did they instill in you? Or do you remember something that as a kid you, besides going three bucks a month, sort of sucks? Yeah. What else? Well, you know, my parents divorced when I was three. And okay. I think they divorced a lot over money. Okay. My dad is very uh, – he's – and I, I got this – I got my cheapness from him. Okay. I like the He's word frugal. Thrifty. I like yeah, the word frugal. It makes me fa- feel better. I know. But my dad, I mean, he's he's a doctor, but he has like 11 kids. I can't I stopped <laughs> counting. And he's not Mormon. He's not Mormon. Catholic? Catholic. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was the last of the the original four. Oh, okay. And my mom, you know, kind of the reason she kept going up, you know, and getting more schooling and making more money is because she she's a high class woman, you know. She's she yeah. she makes good money and she's in debt. You know what I mean? Like that makes no sense to me because I don't make good money, but I save every penny I earn, mm-hmm. and I work two jobs for seven years. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I have money, so I don't have to work for a year if I don't want to. Right. You know, and I have other things and projects I want to do. 
in in 2018 you have to be able to make it yourself so if you can finance it yourself and yeah and when you say like your mom made a lot of money but she had debt which was Mm -hmm. confusing like when did you first notice that that was like different than the way that your dad did it my dad he still writes checks okay doesn't believe in credit cards uses a debit card which to me is so you know it just makes no sense to use a debit card. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, I've just even been told that if, you're, if your identity is taken, if somebody uses, you know, your, your numbers, that a debit card is much harder to reimburse than a credit card. Right. Right. Um, yeah, my dad, you know, his, his father was very cheap. And when my grandpa died, he had shoeboxes of cash under his bed <laughs> and in his closet. Just, you know, he didn't believe in banks. Right. Didn't trust Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> No, that's fun. So you found lots of bags, and my stepdad used to keep bags of cash in the the basement. And there would just be like fifty bags. Each one had like five thousand bucks in it or whatever. I never counted it. Yeah. What did he do? Um, he he owned a lot of real estate, and he rented it out, and a lot of people paid him cash, and it made its way to the basement. <laughs> I don't know if it ever got to a tax return, but uh, I I filled out a career aptitude thing when I was in first grade. And for the career I wanted, I put Walmart cashier Mm. because I thought that cashiers at Walmart got to keep all the money that went into the register. (laughs) So, like, their job is just to collect money. That's cool. And they get to keep it. Yeah. That's nice. No idea how the economy works. That's so cool. Nowadays, you'd probably want to be the greeter. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if I can live long enough to be a Walmart greeter, I'll be grateful, Bob. It'd be sort of fun just even for six months to be able to put that on a resume, I feel. <laughs> I feel I'd love to be able to – I honestly worked at Walmart for three months. Yeah. I don't know. You'd get a lot of good photos. Oh, I bet. You know, not every day can be a good day for them, though. They have to put on a facade every once <sighs> in a while. Yeah, sort of like the people at Disneyland. You have to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, hey, welcome. You're at Walmart. Yeah. Oh. That's – yeah. I always – Somebody, I can't remember who – I was down in La Jolla. Somebody was doing a joke about – they said, you know, I was I was um, in the Walmart parking lot the other day and um, it's about four miles from the beach and there's all these seagulls in the parking lot at Walmart. And I'm like, what are these seagulls doing at Walmart? And then he had a reflection. He said, what am I doing at Walmart? <laughs> Life joke. is not good. It's, uh, it's a little rough. Uh, you, so, know, you know what though? Rich people shop at Walmart, don't they? They do. They do. They just that's pretend the they don't. Secret, yeah, yeah. That's I think that's true. I oh. was talking to my mom this weekend. She's in San Diego for a work conference, and she's like, "Yeah, rich people they don't shop at grocery stores." I'm like, "Mom, I live in L.A. I've seen famous people at grocery stores in line. Yeah, just buying stuff. Yeah, yeah." She's I mean, like, "No, they have their people do that." Like, "No, they don't. No, there's no people. No. <laughs> especially in this day and age. Especially when you're first starting out, there's no people." Yeah. Right. You. You're yeah, exactly right. You, you've got to be the social media exactly. manager and the self promoter and the God man headshot guy. Yeah. I'm just now getting a website and, and building all that, and it's out there. But what's the hardest part about doing comedy and like the self promoting? You know, because that. Yeah. Because it for me it always feels it, you know it always feel like as soon as you could finish an amazing show in front of five thousand people, rock the room. And then the next morning, it's like you're as good as your last show. Yeah. Now you got to start again. Yeah. Like that was that was last night. You're completely right. And it's sometimes it's like, ugh, a little painful. It is. But you keep going, and you keep going because you love it. You love it. Yeah. And what's your favorite part? 
of of all this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this thought every couple of days, Bob. I have a studio apartment in the middle of Hollywood. Right. Nice old building. Live by myself. Can pretty much walk anywhere I need to go. Yeah. Can Uber anywhere I want to want to go. My life's pretty sweet. Yeah. I live in Hollywood, and I perform comedy at night. Now, I'm still a newer paid regular, so it's 1 a.m. Right. But still, you know, I own a few cameras. I just bought a green screen in my apartment. Cool. It's fun screwing around with that. Yeah. I know how to make video. You know, I had a whole other career where I learned how to how to produce and direct. And we're all in this, you know, we're all trying to be the best ber- versions of, you know, versions of ourselves. And comedy really is finding yourself. Yeah, it is. That's the best part. And how do you, how do you, um, like knowing that it's, you know, the life you want and it's feeling good, but what gives you the motivation to get up in the morning or if you've had a bad set or, you know, the green screen doesn't make the studio apartment look as big as you want it to look, you know, whatever, what do you, like, what keeps you, what gets you up in the morning or in the afternoon, whenever you get up? You got to do something with your time. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't like to sleep that much. Okay. Sleep's great, but I, I, yeah, I can't uh, do it for more than like six, seven hours. No, I I, I always say I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't want to miss something. So I'm, a, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm up at 530 and doing my thing. Yeah. Because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. And I'm a comedian. I've dealt with depression. Yeah. Not so much recently, but years ago I, I had it bad. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've. I, I've I've visited a uh, mental hospital before. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, it's fun. We all have something. It's it's great to visit. I wouldn't want to live there. Oh, full, full never, time. never. But in college, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is the, how the other side lives. Yeah. So it's it's no been there. When was your? What was your? Do you do you remember getting your first decent check in comedy? And oh yeah, w- what was it? And how did it feel? To like, I mean. My first, I remember the first time I just got paid. Mm-hmm. That was everything. Yeah. That was like, I remember thinking that, like, you got ripped off for paying me. Right. You know, like, right. I, I didn't have the ego to think that. That you deserved it. Yeah. It so, still amazes me that you get paid for this. Yeah. And seeing how much other, you know, some, some other people get paid. God. And it's all very speculative, too. Like, I remember. I used to go on the road um, with Burr and Ron, or in, in Iowa. Got to do a gig with them. Oh, okay. And uh, Ron White was at the same theater the week before. And oh, he, sweet. And he asked me in that back bar, he's like, how much do you think you get paid for that? Like, he had no idea. Right. Like, it's all kind of, yeah, like you and your account, accountant know that's it. And nobody else does. Nobody else does. Right. Because he threw out a figure, like, how much do you think he gets paid for that? He's like, it's emotional. Like, like there's no way in hell, even Bill Burr is making that much at a gig. If he is, right? I mean, I hope to find out in ten, twenty years. Yeah, but or sooner. God, it was an astronomical number that, and I did the math in my head. If you divide every paying customer, it's like there's no way that figure is realistic. Yeah, no, but there's. I mean, it's interesting. I know some comics do a weekend and make twenty five, thirty thousand dollars. Um, and I look at the room and I'm thinking, is anybody else making any money? Yeah. You yeah. Know? Although I know sometimes some of the clubs will put 
headliner folks up that are going to draw people in, even though the club doesn't make any money. But it's a way to seduce yeah. and bring in, oh, my gosh, they had so-and-so. Yeah. That's what I love about the store, though. Like, I got to do a show, got to run a show, and had Neil headline, Neil Brennan. Oh, sweet. And, you know, just headliners that make thousands on the road mm-hmm. were, were they just want, they, well, they want to work out here. And you don't have to pay them. Who, or, you know, they don't expect it. What, what comic showed up here as a surprise that was, like, super cool for you to get to and maybe get to meet him? Norm MacDonald. And that, that was in the first few months because Adam got hired, like, a month after me. Oh, okay. And he started bringing him around. And uh, did you go up and talk to him? Yeah. And yeah. Was that, like, scary or was oh, it? Oh, it was amazing. Bob, yeah. I, I kind of expected him to be a jerk just because yeah. he's so aloof. Yeah. And, you know, you you don't want to meet your heroes, but he right. was so kind and, and yeah, I made him laugh. Oh, that's cool. And, th- and that, that was my everything. Hey, that's, that's the, pr- that's, that's the goal. That's everything. That's, that's re- the goal. That really is. That's the sweet spot. Do you think that, and I'm, I'm going to guess this, but, um, I imagine growing up in the Midwest gives you a little bit, um, less of a, uh, pessimistic view on life. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like not the Hollywood burned out, uh, whatever kind of thing. I mean, because you you seem to stay relatively happy. You've, um, I mean, I've read something, or you talked about the fact that you know you do the comedy that works for you, and you've stayed true to your roots. You're not trying Mm -hmm. to be something that you're not. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think there's something to that. I mean. Even though you haven't maybe – like you're finding yourself, but it feels like yeah, you know I mean, where you come from. My, my voice is Dark Farmer. Dark Farmer. Yeah, they, <laughs> I like Dark Farmer. Yeah, they, don't visit the pigs at night. That's exactly <laughs> – uh, you, you know, if you can sum up your act in two words, I think that's good. That's what I'm going for. But, but yeah, I mean it's a rough world out there. But you, what else – what other – you know, you have to get out of bed in the morning. You just try to be happy. Right. Try to be, you know, fun to be around and enjoyable. Um, but yeah, like, like you ever hear Holtzman? He has a great joke. Oh, about, I love Holtzman. God, I, and I, I told it to Burr when we were in Iowa because it's, it's so true. You know, people think that the Midwest is stupid on the coast right. or, you know, there's that coast bias. Yeah. And, and Holtzman used to have this joke about, you know, the Midwest is disgusting. When I fly over it, I close the blinds. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just picturing that joke in my head. Um. Yeah, I think I think Midwestern comedians are are you know just people. They're a lot like Canadians. Where when I moved out here, I'm I'm I learned that I can get away with a little bit more, right? Because people take it as tongue in cheek. Like maybe he doesn't know what he's talking he's about. He's naive. Yeah, he's naive. Yeah. He didn't know any better. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what Mitzi was talking about when you know she liked Letterman <laughs> so much. Yeah, that Midwestern quality that you're either born with, but yeah. you can't teach it. Yeah, no, I think there's something to that because, um, yeah, there's just a – it's different from the South. I grew up in the South, but there's something still different about the Midwest. I mean – and I don't think Southern people are all stupid either. I mean some of my relatives. Is it the may, cold? It, maybe. I wonder if, if – like if the cold really humble – it. I think it does humble you a bit. Except New Yorkers. That's so true. And then the, <laughs> the East Coast totally takes so, that for yeah, – yeah. to- so maybe it's the wheat and the corn. I think it is. I don't know. I think it's the boring part. Yeah. Yeah. What was your um, – like if you look back as a kid, um, what what was your 
realization that money was important, like that it could do things. I loved uh, baseball cards, basketball cards. Mm-hmm. So it was that. That's what I like. I got a paper out when I was eight, mm-hmm. and I've worked ever since. The worst job I ever had was was you know there was like a dirt racetrack uh-huh. that all the town went to. The neighboring town called Knoxville is called the Knoxville Raceway. Okay. And as a kid, you're just you're bend you you have like a you know thing of pop or soda, and you're g- walking up and down the steps oh, and God. selling it to these drunk. Okay. You know these these drunk fucking Iowans, and uh, and you're getting hit by chunks of dirt from the track. <laughs> it's terrible. The noise is so loud, but you got paid cash at the end. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Which of course you put on your tax return. Yeah, of course. Of course, I, I always just, report cash. Yeah, okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> just, just checking. I was filling that. T- I was filling that W twos when I was ten. No. Oh my god. Ten year olds don't have to do that, do they? Well, tech- supposedly, I've I've filed some tax returns for some ten year olds. Oh yeah, for yeah. child actors. Yeah. You know, but we're going to just side note on kid actors. That's they're the one thing I'm afraid of in the world, Bob, because. Working with them in video games, they're friendlier and more mannered than the adults. That's <laughs> probably true. You know, they're too professional. Yeah. Please, thank you. You know, yes, ma'am. Like, it's it's scary. You have to re-educate them. Yeah. <laughs> you have to turn them how to be you, bitter. You got to bring them into the real world. Demand their cheese plate and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. What's And what would you... Um, like in terms of like today, do you have any money blocks that you're still aware of or like I, do you still struggle with I can't believe they're paying me um, kind of thing? Like is there anything where – because I think a lot of people think you know once you are paid regular, once you're doing comedy, you know, we're all millionaires yeah. and money's just rolling out the door and the red carpets flow and um, you know, but we also have our – past yeah and the stuff we bring with completely, us completely completely you never forget being poor you know my first never I, ever <laughs> ever yeah ever like when i i moved out here in september 09 if within a few months i had like two dollars and 51 cents in my checking account and i never forget that so now i have much more but i spend like i have 250 yeah that's, and what do you like your average bank balance to be? I mean, at least at least five figures. Okay, all right. I mean, the low end, you know, which right? Would, at least ten thousand. At least ten thousand, but yeah. you know, times that times five. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask that is because I know a lot of comics are just comfortable when it's not negative. Yeah, yeah, I know. And those <laughs> like are the, the funny ones. Those are the goals that are like, I just hope it's not overdrawn today. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> And I mean, I'll admit when I was younger, my financial situation wasn't always good, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, why I got into finance. Um, And man, you'd be like, I'm going to write the check and I hope that it doesn't clear until Friday so it won't really hit until Monday. And then it goes through on Thursday and you're like, and now you have no money for the whole weekend. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I have been. I haven't. You, you, You have? Oh yeah, man. I was like, I was dirt poor for a bit. Um, just the money was not coming in because I wanted to. I'm just, you know, I've, I've had a struggle with: do I want security and money, or do I want to 
follow creativity and passion. Yeah. And my family was both. My mom was an artist and my dad was more the business guy. Neither one of them had money, but I had a belief that as an artist, it was even more depressing yeah. <laughs> in terms of making it. So yeah. I've always had that struggle of wanting to feel secure financially. Yeah. But yeah, I've had some, had a couple rough, rough patches there. So, I mean, I've never lived, I've never like lived paycheck to paycheck like that. Mm-hmm. Even when I had two dollars, I don't know why, how I didn't freak out more when I had that little money because I never asked for my parents for anything. Now, let me ask you this: This is a crazy question, but as a kid, uh-huh. were you ever with friends and stole a piece of bubble gum from the pharmacy or? Done something that, like, uh-oh. Oh, I was a terrible kid. You were a terrible kid? Yeah. Uh, yeah? I was a bad kid. I mean, yeah, I was on probation when I was eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, was, I vandalized. I had to get out of second grade to meet my parole officer. Oh, wow. Oh, for, like, yeah. so you had it was a whole, real deal. It was a real deal. I mean, I was a, I was a, I, I wasn't a bad kid. I just had too much energy. Yeah. I remember the, uh. That my parole officer had a like a TA, like his college student. Mm-hmm. And I always thought she was pretty cute. I remember yeah. like looking forward to my parole officer meeting <laughs> to this eight year old because you know this this you know PO and training is is cute. And I, you know, <laughs> you just wanted to like give me a piece of candy, lady. Yeah, and they were very sweet to me because I was such a kid. Because <laughs> they're like he's eight. Yeah, <laughs> like but, they want to be nice, but they got to be careful because you might shoot them completely. Right? Yeah. But I, I stole candy. Yeah, you stole yeah. candy. All right. Yeah. And did you – and when you were a kid, even though you had a lot of energy, did you ever – like I stole a piece of candy and I didn't sleep for – I felt so guilty for a week. Yeah. That Yeah, never did it again. I was just – it was horrible because – Yeah. Good I, man. I, I'm like, oh my god. Somebody's watching. Somebody knows. Yeah. You yeah. know, it took me a long time. Yeah. I was – yeah. You still think that? Yeah, it's funny. My cousin wanted I snuck into the movie um I don't know, Rambo 2 or 3 or 4 or whatever. My cousin was like, "Dude, we're going to jump into the other theater after this one." And I'm like, "No, no, no. They count and it's yeah. going to be a sold out show." And he's like, "We're doing it, dude." And we jump in to watch um uh, Rambo 2 whatever. And then they had oversold, so they were starting to count and I'm sitting there going, "They're going to find us." They never did. I mean, we watched the movie, but I the whole movie, <laughs> I couldn't enjoy it cuz I'm like, they're, I'm going to jail. I'm going to go to prison. Yeah. So the point is to enjoy it. Yeah. My mom, she went to a double feature the other, like a couple months ago. And she's like, yeah. And I went and bought another ticket. Like, what do you, no, you can. <laughs> no, you jump. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. One ticket. It's a movie buffet. Yeah. No, I was, and I know other people that do that too. I've got friends that are like, oh yeah, we do this. We as a family, we jump. I'm like, <gasps> no, you must go and pay. Yeah. My thing is who has four hours like that? Yeah. Exactly. Because I do think, like, time is money. Well, it is. I sort of just like the summary at the end. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> okay, they're all happy. Great. That was a great movie. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. Well, let me see. If you – what is one thing you do now that you um, – that what's a, tr- a, a tip or a trick that you do to save a little extra money? Is there anything that you – Ooh. Um, I've never really thought of that. I do a lot of things that are – Huh. You know, I I do identify where I'm bougie. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that like I will spend money on. Yeah. I like I like camera equipment. I like okay. that kind of thing. Yep. So I'll, but also when it comes to that, you know, Troy Conrad, the photographer here at the store, he mm-hmm. does a lot of. He told me he's like I buy used lenses on Amazon, 
And I looked, and yeah, you'll save a couple hundred bucks doing oh, that. That's cool. Refurbished, you know. Right. It really is the same thing. And a lot of people that buy that stuff never use it. Right. Or and use it twice, and yeah. No, and I usually scratch the brand new stuff immediately, so might as well buy it with a scratch and save completely, the money. Completely, completely. So that's one small key, and I also I don't eat out that much. Yeah, I don't either. I cook for myself. You do that too? Yep. yep. Saves a lot of money. Yep. I have clients that eat out seven days a week, lunch and dinner and breakfast, and <laughs> all I'm doing is adding in my head, oh my God, that's so much money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I cook a lot. Yeah. I cook a lot. Well, we are almost out of time, if I'm correct on my visual. Um, where can people find you on social media? They can I'm, find I'm, you here at the Comedy Store. Yep, five nights a week. Five nights a week. And at, social media. At Lucas Hurl. All right. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Please follow me. Um, got a Phil Collins Yelp review coming out tomorrow I'm very Sweet. excited about. I just finished a rough cut right before I got here. And oh, I'm very that's, happy. That's pretty exciting. I used to get called Phil Collins all the time. Oh, yeah? As a yeah. compliment? Uh, I don't know if it's a compliment. Because <laughs> I, I, I always imagined I should be getting confused with Brad Pitt, but nobody else seemed to make that. Hey, Phil Collins, you know. Hey, I'll take it. He's more. He's more he, he, I like him more than Brad Pitt. Yeah. And I like Brad Pitt. Yeah. So, yeah, good. Good for Phil. I love Phil I, I love that he's still out there doing things. Oh, he's killing it. Well, man, listen, I appreciate you coming out and spending some time with me and talking to the listeners. Um, if you're listening and you like it, share the laughs. If you didn't, don't say a word. But if you would like us, find us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is Money You Should Ask. I'm Bob Wheeler. Until next time. <laughs>